Hello and welcome to Flippin' and Mashing. This is episode 58. This is a podcast about pinball, arcade, video games, cool movies, whatever the heck else is in our arcade basement room. What do you call it? Game room. Yeah. (laughs) And we are just going to talk about what are good mods. What are mods we like? What mods do we dislike? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. You know, we're also going to talk about some game room updates. What, 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 what? Uh, We'll be talking about some game-specific mods, some mods that are just, you have to have them, and then some that we personally run away from. Mod chit-chat. So what's what's new in your game room besides the travesty of you trying to trade off your attack from Mars? Yeah, so um, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I actually am considering, I know I'm considering (laughs) trading it because I'm a trader for a Rick and Morty bloodsucker edition. I will say that it's kind of nice that you will, as much as I disagree partially with the trade, it isn't a a rare and the theme is really great. So it wouldn't be horrible. Right. Well, and I think, a lot of the callouts in Rick and Morty are probably are fucking hilarious. Some of the best callouts in pinball, from what I've heard. <laughs> probably. Uh, so I'm pretty fucking excited uh, if this ends up happening. If it doesn't, you know, it is what it is. Um, funny enough, I just watched the last episode of season four before we started recording. Well, perfect. We'll have to correct myself. Second half of season four was not as bad as I thought it was. Yep. It was all right. It's the, it's just the, how the goofy the show is. Right, right. I mean, you know, if we get a season five, awesome. If we get a season five that's good, even cooler. But No, we have to get a season five because now Rick is all sad. Well, I mean, isn't that Rick's story like always, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I'm definitely excited for um, this trade to possibly happen. Uh, sounds like in the next couple days I'll hear back and, uh, it's either going to happen or it won't. Um, in that same vein though, uh, Parnell, your Tron got a hit for a trade, trade offer. Yeah. So you didn't tell the listeners. Goodness. No, not yet. What, what, What kind of, what kind of shenanigans you pulled? Oh, that's right. Listeners. Okay. So listen, listen, listeners, I've got something for you. I'm so tired of Parnell dragging his butt, throwing up Tron, so we could kind of have something to talk about, you know, maybe get excited for, maybe not, that I asked him for some pictures of his Tron, he provided me some, and I immediately threw them up on Pinside and posted it for sale, uh, actually for trade, and so far it's been about a week, and we finally got our first bite Parnell, do you want to tell everyone what, what the offer was? Uh, hang on. So out of nowhere, I get this message from Ryan. So many bunch of pictures of Tron. I read it twice, and I fucking knew what you were doing. <laughs> and I hesitantly <laughs> took pictures of Tron. And if you noticed, I knew what you were doing because I took pictures of like the shooter lane. <laughs> yep. And so I stared at Tron... And then said, 
Well, it's not like he can make the decision. So I took pictures and sent them to you. Lo and behold, there's not a TNA. There's not a scared stiff. It is a revenge from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, to be fair, uh, actually, after we're done recording this, I'm going to go and update it. Uh, if you trade your Tron for a TNA... I will absolutely update that in the listing because I'm if I would. positive I, you will get somebody hit you up, hitting you up about that, plus some cash. I am kind of waiting to see what they do with the next one. See, I I know from the little bit of research I've been doing, as far as with Rick and Morty, that they're on number five hundred and ten. I think is getting ready to ship. So they still have another 240 Bloodsucker editions. And then they have, it's either 50 or 100 or somewhere in that range, standards that they're going to produce. So I don't think that they'll announce TNA until probably the latter half of this year. I will have to listen to their podcast. They, they seem to kind of say that they think they were going to do it sooner than later. Well, they might be dropping the code soon. Yeah. And, but that doesn't necessarily mean, and even if they like sell spots now, it doesn't mean that they aren't going to start like actually working on it until the middle or you know Q2 or Q3 of this year. The only thing I can say is that they've moved again. This is, I think, their third business location in the same town. And so I think that they have a couple lines open. And as long mm. and they're ahead of schedule on Rick and Morty, so as long as they're pumping those out still, they could sneak in whatever's new. They could. I just really want to kind of get some info on what is uh, going to be on the the second build. I don't think it's going to be as much as you're hoping for. Oh, I, I'm not looking for an entire new game. I'm just kind of curious. Like there is an update to the display of some sort, and it looks the same. It's just one one piece instead of uh, four separate displays. What right. I don't know is, are they going to like pre-install the RGB ball save timer or the clear drop targets? There's a bunch of like crap. I just wondering what, what the difference is going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's totally possible. I think that we'll find out soon. Right. I hope so. I hope that's the thing. All I got to do is say, you know, this is our plan. I, I would think that they wouldn't, announce it until they're legit within like a month of building because you don't want to get that hype and then let it sit for six months because it just will die right i have heard that it's also sounding like there's going to be another multi-ball added which is super exciting oh like they'll code it in somehow yes like a virtual ball lock and stuff yeah i I really don't give a shit what they do as long as i (sighs) More than one multi-ball. That sounds super cool. Especially if you could stack them. Oh, my God. So like we talked about in the last episode, uh, Scott Denisi did drop the bomb that they are doing like a, almost like a second, how, how would you call it? Like a second mode on boot that you can pick. So you can have like the original TNA and there's going to be some sort of like new gen, like TNA V2. Uh, it'll work on both the original run plus the new run of games. And that is just, it's so cool that this game being three years old or four or whatever it is now is getting so much attention and that 
second mode is going to add a lot of versatility and life to the game. I think that's awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I'm super excited. Absolutely stoked. I had... God, I hate saying stuff like this because it just it gives you and Chris fire. But I was looking at ACDC the whole time I was down here going, do I really like this game? (laughs) If you have to ask yourself that question, we we know the answer. It's just a matter of you accepting it, I think, at this point. I think the thing is, is that it's an enjoyable game. Sure, There's lots of enjoyable games. The problem is I am now tight on space and in theory also tight on money. If it was pre-children, I would just save up and go buy the next game and I would have no care. You know, I got to have my row of 14 games down here again. Right. And because that that isn't reality at the moment, I kind of do have to pick and choose what the heck I'm going to do. And if I really, really wanted an ACDC again... I would probably just go buy a pro. Well, and that's another really good point. The lower playfield is is fun. I think it's fun for new people, but it doesn't give me it doesn't get my jollies off. No. I mean, the monsters, the premium, I like the premium more so because of the black and white art. The lower playfield is a bonus, but I've played the pro a bunch and I find that highly enjoyable. See, I, I think the sweet spot for playfields uh, being upper or lower is Black Knight, personally. I think that there's just enough up there as far as shots, but also a physical ball lock. Mm-hmm. And then that last stand that adds enough variety to the game that it's worth it. That stupid mode me. tricks you into thinking that you're going to, it's like, it's just a gimme. And then you go through like freaking 20 balls of like not being able to lock. <laughs> it's crazy. I know, but that's like what makes it great. And then, you know, you start to learn things like as far as the rules where when you spell out rage, as the balls are draining down, it adds time to the countdown for final stand. Oh, yeah, it's crap I didn't know about. Yep, yep. So I agree. I think uh, just like we talked about earlier with how Attack from Mars, you were calling me a, a heretic, which I am, and I'm a traitor, literally and figuratively. However, um, do I think that if down the road I regretted it and I wanted to get an attack from Mars again, I could easily find an attack from Mars LE? No, I do not. However, having owned an LE and seeing some of the cool mods that are coming out for the standards and the SEs, I think I would be totally fine taking one of those and doing the RGB mod to all of the alien UFO ships instead of the two colors that I have in my game and being totally content with that and losing out on possibly the topper, which is seriously awesome, but not what makes a game epic. Yeah, it's not integral to gameplay. Right, and to be completely fair, that fucking motor is so goddamn loud, even with the volume turned up, like pretty loud on that game. You can't hear the call outs when it's going. <laughs> it sounds like it's like. Dur, 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 dur. Yeah, it's just slamming. It is. I mean, it's really loud. So I, I like it, but it's not the end of the world if I didn't get a topper or the extra large screen. It would not be a deal breaker. I can't own this game again. Yeah, I totally wreck. Well, that's a mod. We'll get into that later. Right. 
I did sell Galaxy. Ooh. It has moved on to a new home. And uh, funny enough, I had a different buyer, well, a interested party contact me after the sale because uh, they didn't have the funds and the, the logistics of it yet. And I passed on the buyer's info to that person in case Ooh. they they do want to sell it to that person. So, Well, that's exciting. I've transitioned the potential sale to the next uh, owner. And if you saw my ad or remember it, I had the original boards, except the CPU was an Altec. That person has... Uh, I had LEDs in it, so they flickered, and I totally forgot that it did that because I've barely played it when it had the boards in. He has since fixed it with this like really cool uh, resistor mod. Instead of paying like the fifty dollars for the like the pre-done boards, and so that was pretty neat to see that there's the the DIY version yeah. to fix that flicker. Well, and I guess the last thing. Um for both of us, really, is we're both looking at a new game, possibly to get it soon. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. How could you forget about that? So, listeners, you heard it here first. Um, both of us are looking to pick up a Cactus Canyon when it does come out, which is super exciting. Now, we will be getting the low-tier model, but personally, I think that that's totally fine. I am so – I have hyped myself up for this Cactus Canyon and hoping that they do update their code. But we do know that they're updating the code. Okay. We just don't know to what extent. Uh, true. True. Like is it going to be Cactus Canyon continued or is it just going to be Cactus Canyon complete? And what are the differences? Oh, good point. I'm going to watch some gameplay tonight to to get a little bit more idea. I didn't realize Ryan was into trains. I also, for some random reason, love trains. There's a depot, a train depot up in Duluth, and they do train rides. There's also a secondary, not secondary, there's a different place in southern, south of Duluth that does a train as well. But I was actually, I've been pondering about volunteering at Duluth Train Depot and becoming um, educated in being an engineer a conductor some sort like they train you to be a helper of the train ryan kept telling me i love trains and there's a train that drives across the play field <laughs> i'm just here going oh god he's also like a train dork i mean so is chelsea though too to be fair yeah uh, that's chelsea loves trains just as much as i do so this is gonna be s- super weird and off topic but have you ever heard of speeders no it's a club. Well, there's clubs across America, but they're these little, um, they, they either call them putt-putts or they're inspector cars, and they're a two- to four-person car-ish that were made for train tracks. And the clubs now run speeder outings. So you get like 20 to 50 speeders that show up. You You trailer it, and then you drop them on the track, and you have a planned pre pre-planned outing and you take your speeders and you make the crews turn around and come back and they're not that expensive they're like broken a thousand bucks up to three to five grand i was like oh for like a freaking pinball machine i can own a speeder and go tour america on railroads 
I, I was a member for a year in the club and I was about to get my like a permit to drive it course slash test. I just never finished it. And then, but yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to give that a check because that's pretty awesome. I just don't know where to store it because you know how that goes. Right. So, more game room stuff. Uh, somehow I got a, a bug up my butt and I started uh, working on Ghostbusters and installing mods. I cleaned it for, I think, the first time in its life. Listeners, I just want you to know, I, I uh, normally sit muted. Um, I fell out of my chair after he said that sentence when he told me. <laughs> it all started because that stupid drop target wouldn't stay up, and you had said something about it. And so I got home, and I lifted the playfield, and I was diagnosing this stupid drop. Stern, in their great, cheap-ass wisdom on the drop target, when it goes, as you know, the drop target itself has a pokey out part that is the lip when it's up so it pushes up that rides on a lip of some sort stern now makes them in this super cheap crappy plastic so the drop target pushes up hangs up and stays up via a really crappy plastic part held on by two screws that is completely missing off my right drop target i have since then found a chunk of plastic in my cabinet so i need to order those I'm probably going to get a handful of them. Cause, yeah, you're going to be ordering me too, for sure. Yeah, because they're two, two or three bucks or something each, but they're just... This is home use only, and it's I've broken one, so I, I think my left one is cracked. Makes me terrified to think what mine with like 16,000 plays, what they look like. It's probably gone through like 16 <laughs> of them. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the new, the new code uses them less so that it breaks less. I don't know. Yeah, kind of like Jersey Jack's uh, dialed in, where they continuously turn down how often the drones like spin on the playfield <laughs> because those drones were like super known to go out uh, and have issues with them due to the fact that, from what I heard, they're just Alibaba drones that they bought a like large chunk of, and. Obviously, they didn't stick up to what they should have, and now you just can't get the drones at all. So if you have it dialed in and the drones work, go ahead and just turn those off in the code. Uh, so that way when you go to sell the game, you can ask max dollar because your drones work because you'll turn them back on. For that I was going to say, yeah, turn them off or unplug them because that's shenanigans. That's it. Oh, I legit pulled my medieval manis out of the row. Playfield's tipped up. I held one of the GI harnesses in my hand with instructions and then it was time for dinner. So funny enough though, I was very hesitant because I had said I'm going to record a before and after. So good thing I didn't because tomorrow morning I'm putting my phone up on my little stand thing. I'm going to do a, me and Ryan talked about this. There's like do a skill shot, do a, castle blow up ball lock and then i'll do the same thing with the gi kit installed and we'll get a <clears throat> i'll try to do a youtube split screen of before and after doing the same crap so it'll be interesting other than that nothing i don't know yeah not a ton going on in my basement i mean attack from mars might be leaving which is huge news but might be getting a different game in which would be cool 
the rest of the games, I'm not looking to do anything with them. T3, which is on loan from a friend, uh, is very soon going to be getting shopped out, which is pretty exciting. But, yeah, other than that, everything works. I mean, I'm not going to bitch about it, but definitely doesn't leave a lot of opportunity to work on pins if I don't have any reason to be working on them. And as a wise man once said, don't try fixing something that isn't broken because you're probably going to fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. It's that time. It is the main topic time. What mods don't you like? I personally am not a big fan of static mods that are just figures. So you mean uh, a newer example would be Iron Maiden and there's a bunch of those figures that people buy and they're literally just a non-movable action figure. Yeah, or or action figures. I mean, I've seen some really shoddy shit before, but yeah, I, I really dislike... Action figures, non-movable action figures, uh, anything like that, really, that's just a thing you're essentially hot gluing or bolting somehow into the game that has zero interactivity, that doesn't do anything except cover up part of your view of the game. I just am not a fan of them. Okay, so you would potentially hate... My Tron, and then a lot of Jurassic Parks, which is dinosaurs everywhere. Oh, I can't stand the dinosaurs everywhere. Tron, I think you have, what is it? I forget his name. The white-haired gentleman. Clue? Yes, Clue, thank you. No, his name's not Clue. Caster. Yes, Caster, I like. Oh, because he has the cane that lights up. Right, because he has the eel wire cane. That's cool enough to pass off. Uh, that's kind of similar to my, like, Krang mod on my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He doesn't bounce up and down, but he has a uh, light that ties into the GI where it's always just kind of on. And then he ties into the flashers at the pop bumpers where his whole brain and everything lights up. He doesn't bounce up and down like the premium, but you know, other than that, he does everything the real Krang toy does in Turtles. That I'm okay with. But at the same time, a good example is the glider itself in Turtles. You can buy a glider mod where it literally just sticks the glider that looks very similar to what's on the premium onto a pro. I don't like that mod because there's no interactivity from it. And all it really does is just block and hinder my ability to see the ball as it's up in the pop bumpers coming down. Like that's, that's a no go for me. It depends on how much stuff is. Tron, I did buy a bunch of the ships and the figures only because it was becoming rare. Now the ships, if they get placed in the game, will all have LEDs in them. So they're tied somehow to the game. The figures are just, besides Caster with his cane, they're all just standing there with, you know, they don't do anything. But again, that was like a hot sale and they were selling out and I had, (laughs) I was just trying to load up Tron kind of like T2. Yeah. I mean, you know, in examples. Okay. So Iron Maiden, there's two figures in the game on the pro that are just like pieces of plastic 
that they screen printed on. Ugh, yeah. Uh, if you replace it with the exact same model or something that's very, 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 very close, that's okay. Because you're not covering something up that was previously visible. Uh, same with like T2. If you named that game. That was another example. Replacing the Hunter Killer or the HK with something else or maybe something that looks better or more detailed. Totally cool with that. Because it was already there blocking my view of that area because it's a toy that was included in the game. Uh, that I'm all right with. But if you just start throwing, uh, you know, Cyberdyne T1000s and all sorts of other like little figures just all over the fucking place underneath the glass, that can get pretty annoying. I don't fully disagree. What is something I hate? When I first got into the hobby, I don't know if I'd call it clown puke, but I definitely color matched tons of LEDs, even in the GI. And now I'm very much against color GI. I like the inserts to be color matched, and the GI can typically stay a cooler, warm white. A lot of it just comes down to, like, I don't want to spend the money on it. Although I'm, like, really not hot on, like, all the under-cabinet lighting. Like, I just... I get it kind of helps some atmospheric stuff, but I just don't care. Like my ACDC came with stuff that like the speaker grill cutouts and the lights in them and the under cabinet lighting. And it's like, I would never put it in, but it came like that. I don't know. I had the interactive under lighting kit for uh, Spider-Man. I really did like that. That was pretty cool. Like in a darker or a dimmer area uh, to have, lights going off underneath that was kind of cool um of course there's going to be exceptions to that the generic just turns on when you turn the machine on under lighting that is just a stagnant color that isn't interactive with the game i totally don't get that Uh, speaker lights for me i don't think that there's something i would purchase unless they were interactive and you really don't see a lot of those unless they're ones that essentially like for instance some of the spooky games they come with speaker lights that are RGB that sync up to the game. Cool. Like that's fine. But if, you know, the other speaker lights that we just see that, you know, either flash different rainbow colors or do like dancing around the speaker grills, I don't add any value to that if I'm buying the game and it's not something that I would seek out personally, but if it's kind of included in the deal, I'm I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm not going to be like, take that shit off. I mean, I'll rock it and I'll be happy with it, but it's not something that I really add any value to. And I guess we can get into value of mods a little bit later. Uh, another mod really have a hard time with is shooter knobs. What do you call them, right? Shooter knobs? Yeah, knobs. Knobs for your shooter. Yeah. The ACDC has this just ball. And it's color matched to the ACDC, like the red, black, yellow. And I was really weirded out at first because there's a big ball. But now I don't mind it. But, like, I have a volume knob from an amp on my Metallica. And I'm still, like, warm on it. It just, it's weird when something is oddly shaped from normal. And there's a bunch of people with, like, faces of characters. For instance, you can get a Slimer on your Ghostbusters or a Stormtrooper on your Star Wars. And I think that if it's too weird, it's too hard to pull back 
but it's too hard to be precise with your shot. Uh-oh, does that mean that you don't like uh, some of my shooter rods? Because I have like the Black Knight Stern shooter rod or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shooter rod. Do you not like those? So I don't like them to actually use to play the game. However, I do like them because they're a official mod and they're cool looking. So it's like a double, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> I would have bought them if I owned those games, but I have like a weird thing about like Black Knight. It's just big and uh, you have to change your springs out to actually get the ball up your guys, up your ramps because they're so big. And you know that because you're, what do you got, orange and you should need to upgrade to red? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I think I'm on orange for both. My Black Knight can make it up there pretty regularly but for sure my turtles turtles suffers and i think the your turtles one sticks out like four to six inches and if that was in my game room uh which i need room to walk between my games uh i would like hit it on my hip all the time yeah so that actually doesn't happen that much that was something that chelsea really was concerned about and luckily that's not really the case but I can definitely see your point. That, but that's the thing is those mods, because they are low production runs, even if you don't like them, they're going to enhance the value of the game for the next buyer. So right. I wouldn't recommend not to get them. I just, if you were going to be in a competition and you needed to be precise, it's hard to be precise with one of those things. Well, sure. I'm not good, so I don't really care. And I would still probably own them 99%. I think that if anything, it kind of adds a level of difficulty and it makes it kind of different from playing one on location, which to me is sort of fun personally. But I definitely can tell you that even though the turtles sticks out significantly further than my black Knight, my black Knight has caught my hip and Chelsea's hips countless times my turtles i'm gonna knock on some wood uh, figuratively so you know you guys my listeners don't have to hear that we have not caught our hips on it but it's also in the middle of the play area so it's not like an end or a spot that's kind of squished up as far as a space with space being concerned so that's the only thing i can really say about that yeah my tron has a tron disc that I replaced, but it's so similar to the original that you really, you only tell the difference in the feel of the metal because it, the Tron disc is a metal versus the plastic. Right. Metallica, uh, is a, it's from Swinks on Shapeway, Shapeways. And, uh, it's a volume knob off like an amplifier or something. And it looks awesome. I just am not in love with the way it feels. I'm getting used to it. It's fine. And I would probably keep it because I think it looks so good. It's just weird. Uh, something to get used to. Yeah, the the volume knob was actually one of the mods that Parnell had recommended to me. And I just couldn't quite get behind it. Um, well, when you ever come to my house, you can try it. Yeah, there are shooter lane mods. Um, for instance, my Lord of the Rings that I sold was clear epoxy and it had a gold ring in the center and that was pretty awesome it was about the same size as normal shooter rod handle and that one i liked a lot 
Uh, however, I do kind of agree with you. I think overall shooter rods aren't going to add any value regardless of how much you necessarily spend. I think the caveat to that is going to be if, if you have a stern one specifically and they release the super quote unquote limited quantity shooter rods, those I think do actually hold value. Uh, you might have to sell it separate, but yeah. 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 And that's something that you might have to do. So don't throw away your old shooter rod. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything that's horrible. So we can go on to the mods that we think are must haves. Oh, last thing. Oh. I agree with the clown puke. Yeah. <laughs> your uh, T the T three. Oh my fucking Absolutely God. horrendous. Yeah. Please don't do it, listeners. I know it seems like it'd be a good idea. Don't do it. Also, depending upon the game, LEDs and the flashers are so fucking awful. Like, don't just default to putting LEDs in all your flashes and all your games. If they're because a lot of times they're going to be so blinding, you won't be able to see what's going on. And in instances where stuff like that has happened to me personally, it's almost a negative if it has LED flashers. It, of course, depends on the game and how many flashers there are, but that is, I guess, one last thing that I'll say is possibly LED flashers. I'm not a huge fan of them, but it depends on the game. To put into context of the T3, it's red and green in the back on each side, and it's, well, maybe the whole game is red and green. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, red uh, and blue. Blue and red, yep. Yeah. And it's so heavy on the color that you kind of can't see it's kind of like being at dusk or at night in your house and you're not like a teenager anymore so your eyes suck you can't really see much going on and it's just kind of dark i don't know and then thank god it has leds in the flashers so when those start going you literally can see the square root of jack shit (laughs) Um, yeah it's a little too much it is it is we're going to be going back to cool white for the GI when I go mm-hmm. through and do the shop job. But yeah, those are the last things that I can think of are LEDs and the flashers are sometimes a no-no. You can put them in some spots and it helps, but I would not default to just throwing flashers all over in the game uh, with LED replacements. I never even thought of that. I haven't had to LED a game I was keeping in a long time. I think Tron was probably the last one. That's a good thing to think about when doing a new game. Yeah, so let's move on to must-haves. I'm going to list off just a couple right away that are basic that I think are needed. And one is a shaker. I have a shaker in every one of my games, and now it's just normal. And when I went to play your Metallica and there was no shaker, it felt really fucking weird. <laughs> well, my Ghostbusters had to have felt pretty weird too then, because my yeah. Ghostbusters didn't have a shaker. I did play your Ghostbusters a, a game. It's just weird. Shakers aren't that expensive. They add some feedback to the game. It's kind of like when uh, the DualShock first came out, and it was amazing. And then every manufacturer of a console after that always includes it. And now you're not going to notice it unless it doesn't have it. Yeah, I, I guess I totally agree. Shaker motors normally. I think some games utilize them a lot better than others. For instance, you've played my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and as much as I love that game, a shaker motor in that game is the definition of pointless, because I think the only time it really fires up is while the pizza's spinning during Turtles 
pizza multiball, which is cool, but the rest of the time it's not really doing anything. There's not a lot of feedback. So I can say that there are some games that underutilize the shaker, and that's disappointing. But I do agree, shaker motors in all your games, you, you should have them. Yep. And then um, the other quick one I wanted to say is color DMDs. I love them. I think they're great. I wouldn't just throw them in every single game unless you wanted to keep it. The only good thing is that you could buy one or two and you can switch them between games. Now, it's not highly enjoyable to switch it around. But if you sell games like Ryan uh, flips games pretty often, you can buy a couple and then switch them between games. And then when you sell your game, sell it with the stock DMD and not have to get rid of your color. One good thing is color DMDs pretty much never lose value. They might lose 20 bucks, but you can sell a color DMD for right under new as a used part. Some games I don't think have great coloring in the entire game, like Lord of the Rings and Ghostbusters, even Metallica. I think they pick weird colors. That does not mean I completely hate the color DMD in it. It's just I'm really good at bitching about stuff. I still love having it colored, especially on Ghostbusters. There's so much freaking color in that game. So I'm not quite as warm to color DMDs as you are. I think there are some games that benefit from it, Metallica being one of them. I haven't played Ghostbusters or the color DMD to really have a lot of input. I am a fan of dots, and I think that Lord of the Rings, for instance, muddles the dots more than having just a default screen. And I really enjoy a lot of the art that's there uh, in the it, two or three shades of orange that you get from the factory. There is definitely one game I can think of that I absolutely hate a color DMD in. The only reason I know this is because I bought the game with a color DMD in it, and that was Terminator 2. That game with a color DMD is pointless. What? Did they just not color it good, or is it just... It's just all blue. Like, I could just take one of those cool little gel inserts in front of a normal DMD and just put blue instead of orange and i'd have the exact same effect as like 90 percent of the color dmd because hmm. everything's blue arnold's bike blue anytime there's like hurry wow. ups or any text on the screen blue yeah see and that's part of the thing is like that was the person who created that that was their decision and it wasn't the right or wrong decision it was just theirs and that's what color dmd is because that person made it. And that doesn't mean that you can't make your own, right? It's just sure. you want to take the time to do it. Yeah. Color DMDs. I'll take the next one. I think art blades or mirror blades can add a lot. But I think it depends on the game which one you pick. Mm. I'm going to fully agree with you. The only problem is I have not installed any yet. But I have them all waiting. <laughs> I can tell you from my experience... I do not enjoy installing mirror blades. I love installing vinyl because that's very easy. Uh, I've done it both with the playfield in and uh, quote unquote scooting it over so you have enough area to kind of work with it. And I've also done the much easier but slightly more time consuming method as far as uh, setting up everything initially, which is to take the playfield completely out. I vastly would recommend anyone that's looking into doing this, pull the playfield out. I promise it's a, I mean, 
on an older game, you're talking about a lot, but most of the Williams and Data East games, from what I've heard from friends, is that there's not enough space to really utilize those vinyls or mirror blades for that matter, and the game want to open and close correctly. However, on games like newer Stearns and others, I can definitely say that, uh, you know, being able to pull a play field out with an ethernet connector or a few ethernet connectors and some, you know, two or three other connectors, you yank the whole play field out. It's so much easier to install art blades that way or mirror blades for that matter. But personally, I don't like mirror blades. I had a bad, bad, bad experience with a revenge for Mars mirror blades. And it kind of turned me off from them altogether. My ACDC has mirror blades in it. I'm, I was just looking. I have a three or four sets of mirror blades in the back room, uninstalled. And then my Ghostbusters, I purchased the art blades from Stern for it. Medieval Manus, the original artist, has released art blades. And I still want them because I think they look cool. But they are using a different art style than the original. And it kind of tears me apart a little bit. Like, well, it's the same theme, but it's a different art style. So I don't know if it's really cohesive. I think that game you should have mirror blades in it only because you have the GI kit Ooh. and that's really going to show off the I didn't GI think about that. with mirror blades. You had said the same thing to me two days ago and I didn't think about doing the GI kit and like the mirror will make it reflect back in really nice. Right. Also to that same point, my Tron, Tron similar to a T2 maybe is mirror blades would probably look really good in it because it reflects back all that light. And Tron's a good-looking light show. I mean, yeah, first time, yeah. I don't really like the current art. Even the art mirror blades, I really... I think I had them, and I got rid of them. Just wasn't a fan of them. It blocks too much. Now, we both have a little bit of experience, because you've gotten to play a game, and so have I, with the power blades. And Parnell, why don't you quickly, in, you know, 30 seconds... Tell us what you thought of the power blades. I didn't even notice them. Wow. Okay. Well, listeners, you heard it here first. Uh, I didn't even notice them. I mean, there's art, so I noticed that. But, like, I didn't see the the EL wire going until I was standing watching Ryan play. And it caught my eye for the 350 or 400. I wouldn't don't know if I'd pay for it unless I had money burning a hole in my pocket. I think the idea is badass. I just don't know if it, the room was too bright. I think I would totally get them, again, for Metallica, if you can, could, that are the interactive ones. I'm not so much of a fan with the ones that just periodically scroll through. I want ones that are interactive. For me personally, that's kind of how I feel about it. I totally understand wanting to purchase them. I would only get them if they were reactive to sound and you could really tune it and notice the differences personally. Which is why I love my power blades, I guess. Shameless plug. So they have power blades for like medieval madness. But they're not interactive. Which kills me. Why aren't they why are they interactive? You don't have like an adjuster to sound. Oh, they just, they just light up. Right. They just light up in a sequence. Oh, that's right. We we, already, we me and you like were up all night looking at this. That's right. right. Yeah, they right. just flick through a sequence. It's cool, but it's not as cool as it could be. 
because I really love my power blades that like rock out to Metallica and I see like different lightning bolts light up and then, you know, the grave markers and everything like the moonlights hitting them at times when there's a whole lot of bass or, or noise going on. Yeah. I don't know if they still, I thought someone still made them and they were up here. They are, they're out of stock, but they were expensive. Yep. So that could be a mod that adds value to the game. I would say so at 300 bucks. Yeah. They're, Metallica for sure, because you can't even get the Creeping Death art blades anymore or power blades. Those add some value. What's the next must-have? Do you have one? Is that it? Do you just need a shaker motor and art blades and you're good? I do the keyless coin door locks. Oh my because god. Because I'm in my house, but that's <laughs> it just makes it easy. That's preference. I love having all my keys and having to you know, either hang them up or sift through them. I don't know what it is. It's just you. You like being frantically looking for your keys, thinking you lost them. N- no, because I <laughs> don't take the keys and just chuck them across the room. Like they go back in their spot when I'm done using them. This is more of a personal thing. I like the side armor that covers up the flipper button somehow. Uh... Like Ghostbusters, I have the proton pack one. My ACDC is the stock Lucy premium powder-coated one. But like in all my other games except Medieval, I have Wrinkle Black that matches the Stern Lollipop Rails. And I I do it legit because I just have this fear of rubbing the art off around my flipper buttons. So I will answer this. I'm not a fan of Lollipop side rails, side armor if the game did not come with it. Uh, obviously, there's games that Stern produced, especially, where it came with the game. Obviously, I'm not going to yank those off. They can stay there. That's cool. It's part of the game. As far as aftermarket side armor, it gets a little bit trickier. One example that I can say that I do like, which isn't side armor, but it's side armor related, is that fucking EL backlit side armor mod for my TNA, buddy? Tell you what, that looks amazing. And I think there's one for Rick and Morty that lights up the whole area on each side where the like portals are, or like the green portal area is on the lollipop for those. Those I would get, but I'm not a big fan of installing aftermarket side armor. Obviously, if you have wear to cover up, lollipops are great at doing that or any side armor. But other than that, I really kind of leave them the way they are. On Lord of the Rings, I didn't have side armor. Instead, I just had mylar that went over that area, and I just called it good enough. But if you aren't eating a whole bunch of pizza and then rubbing your dirty, nasty hands all over them, you should be pretty good, especially in a home environment. Dude, I was the kid that put Ziploc bags on my Genesis controllers for when I ate and didn't want crumbs in the controller. You're a fucking monster. You know that? Oh, my God. My friends would get so pissed. No shit. <laughs> well, then don't eat. <laughs> don't eat and play games, you right. savages. Frick. You're just getting greasy crap all over the place. It's so disgusting. Dude, it's so gross, like, walking up to playing pinball and you walk up and the flipper buns are all greasy and disgusting. Ugh. Well, okay, here's another uh, hot take. 
Uh, Parnell isn't going to like it. See, if you if you wipe your games down, uh, you know, when you go to clean the glass, you know, you do that like once a week or once every two weeks. What? You, you use the that same rag after you're done cleaning all the glass. You just quickly give a quick wipe over the flipper buttons. Parnell's mind is blown. <sighs> sounds, sounds like a lot of work. I'm going to whip you into shape, and you're going to have clean fucking games that gets waxed regularly. Your glass isn't going to have fucking dust all over it, and they're going to look goddamn presentable. Maybe. It's going to happen. It okay. might happen. Uh, the last like must-have mods for me, and this is a possible, this isn't something that I'm going to like rip the game apart. If I get a Stern Pro, or especially if I get a used game, there is a for sure mod that I am going to get, and you might not consider this a mod, but I do. I'm getting some super bands, y'all. That is a guaranteed thing. Like super bands are going in that game. I am going to rebuild the flippers. I'm going to put super bands on it, and I'm going to make sure that thing's flipping just as good as the day it came off the factory floor. Because I don't like using old rubber. Yeah, uh, we were talking about this because I wanted to replace some rubber on my games. Like. Tron has Titans that are a couple years old, but I did want to kind of go through because you did Metallica and it was a gorgeous purple. And when I saw it in person, it really was nice on the playfield. And I was like, it looks fucking amazing. <laughs> hey, my, my, my Metallica is old. I should probably quote unquote shop it out, get some new rubbers. And those silicones uh, were looking pretty good. The Titans, when I did my little research, kind of the, it was like Titan versus Superband. Operators seem to like Superbands because they broke less. Where Titans, and it happened to me, love breaking the slingshot bands. So most pre-done kits from Titan's website come with an extra set of sling rubber. I did not know that when I bought mine because mine was the first clear kit. Like there wasn't a preset clear kit. Or if there was, it was the exact amount you need. And I ended up having to order one or two more because mine broke and it was kind of like, man, this sucks. Like why would these break when the black or the white will last for freaking ever and then slowly degrade on a certain spot and you can catch it. Well, we had, we've seen that a lot of people have had that issue with all color Titans, not just <laughs> clears. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But I was just, yeah. Titans. So I'm really, really loving my super bands. And it seemed like Parnell really liked them too. So I would totally recommend getting super bands for your games moving forward. Totally. If I know I'm going to flip the game, uh, after white rubbering a couple games in, in your Playboy, I really fucking hate the feel of it. Yep. I'll pay the extra money and just get super bands and charge somebody 50 extra bucks for it. Yeah, like <laughs> EMs? To- okay, I understand. It's supposed to be a bouncy game. But, oh. Yeah, no more. Black rubber is nice, but man, does it dirty up the game. And super bands also come in clear now, I found out. So there's another pro tip. Mm. So I guess that's that's the last of must-haves. Yeah, so I mean, what are some game-specific or maybe some specific mods that you really like? I have a few. Okay, so mods in general, when I was talking to my buddy Chris, he... Sort of like you is really, he doesn't really do mods unless it adds something 
to the game. When I first got into the hobby, I was I would put anything I could possibly get my hands on that was related would be thrown into the playfield. But now I'm kind of backing off that and some things I'll buy, but it really really comes down to is does it add interactivity? Does it add value? And does it do something for me in the game? Some of the mods I always get are Back Alley Creation. Matt, uh, that works at Back Alley, has made some really cool mods. Like the Ghostbusters slime on the back box and the coin door in the shooter lane. Or shooter housing. And the Twinkie. I thought they were hand sculpted. They look cool. So I got them. And then for me, Hooked on Pinball. He does some custom and it's more metal uh, mods. His mods are generally a step up of higher quality than the people who buy a bunch of eBay toys, throw an LED in them or something, and then list them for sale. And so I have a lot of his mods as well. Uh, just like back alley, I have like the train track on one of the ramps on ACDC. I love also the flipper button going clear and light and lit up, and I color match them to the game cabinet usually i have had to lightly sand the buttons so they don't stick and they spring back nicely because i know you've had uh, a couple problems with like the buttons just not feeling good because they're like cheaper yeah yeah um the only other mod and this is we're kind of i'm late to the game but like when people powder coat their games eh, doesn't do much for me yeah, oh my the god. The ACDC looks gorgeous and all red, but I wouldn't have done it myself. Mm-mm. What else? There's a couple of mods for Lord of the Rings that are kind of fun where the volcano's 3D sculpted and lights up. And there's right a handle for the sword that's from Back Alley Creations and someone else teamed up to to make it. And it's like 100 bucks. So I'm thinking about getting that too. So I don't know if it... Tron, I just kind of threw some shit on, but yeah. So let me hop in here before you get too far down. So I thought of another thing that's a must don't, and I thought of another thing that's a must have. A Uh-oh. must don't. Please, for the love of God, don't just make your own toppers. <laughs> My fucking god, do some of these toppers look like Fido's asshole? Uh, <laughs> I can't stand it. Like it's one thing if you buy a laser rific which i still don't think really adds any like significant value to the game uh but if you just get like a a toy and you just throw it up there and you know double side velcro or double side tape it up there i'm not giving you more money for it i don't give a shit what it is like take it off you can keep it Uh, no uh must-haves we totally skipped over this one cliffy's dude you got to have Cliffy's oh, in your shit. games. Didn't even think about that. Yep. Cliffy's are a must, I think. Even if it makes the scoops harder to shoot, get Cliffy's. Get good and get Cliffy's. And then as far as some specific game mods, I can tell you that toppers can be cool if they're the stern limited ones. If you can get your hands on them when they're not absorbently priced, uh, like my Black Knight topper, I'm looking right at you. What was a $480 topper is now a $2,000 plus topper. So I hope you got it when it was cheap. Besides that, I think some game-specific mods or more game-specific mods. Pinduino is a mod that I purchased for my Metallica. 
Pinduino also has mods for Tron and Whitewater and a lot of other games. I really like what he's doing with his boards. And the kits are relatively easy to install, and they add a lot of interactivity. Parnell finally got to try my Pinduino on my Metallica. And Parnell, what did you think of it? It was pretty good. I think the best part was because the way that you or him designed or placed the LED strips, you don't see them. So they're not there to blind the shit out of you. And because there there was one strip at the back and one strip in the apron, it's not like T3 over the top. He also flashes colors to specific events or modes, and that is pretty neat too. It'll pretty much, I'm assuming, be similar to the Medieval GI. Yeah, just from the troth only, or you can opt, if you're a crazy person, to have it over the entire apron, which is visible, I should mention. Uh, However, the backboard LED strip, if you mount it the way you're supposed to, you mount it at the very tippy, tippy, tippy top of it, and you cannot see it with the game installed unless you like take the glass out or stand at a ridiculous angle of, I guess, like maybe a, a three- or four-year-old. Really like Pinduino's stuff. Highly recommend you check him out. Uh, if you have any of the games that he supports, or maybe you have an, uh, an idea for a game that you have but he doesn't yet have, uh, definitely give him a buzz. I... Can't say enough good things about Hooked on Pinball's metal pop bumpers. I really like them. I have them on Metallica, and I have them on Black Knight. Those are really nice. I have a few lure mods uh, on my Turtles. I have his Ooze mod. I think his the Ooze Tube mods are from lure mods. If not, the Krang toy specifically is, and so is the... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles micro van that has some LEDs in it and flash when the flasher for the van's going off. That's really cool. I also have some Metacillin mods in my turtles that I was gifted through Secret Santa. Shout out to my Secret Santa. They are fucking awesome. I have the Burning Building mod and I have the Sewer Pipe mod. And those are super awesome. That Burning Building is huge. And it looks so cool that I thought, I forgot that you got those. And I just thought it was part of the game. And I was like, damn, this game is like full of stuff. Right. And I think the best part about Burning Building is it doesn't actually block any of your sight Mm-mm. or visibility to any of the shots. No, the game does a really good job about blocking everything on its own. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and I also have, obviously, I've hooked on pinballs, uh, hinge kit and side armor light lit el paper mod for my tna i have i think it's hooked on pinballs mod for the power reactor pot bumper i think you commented on that when you were over last Mm -hmm. that that was pretty awesome and i have a few pin graphics mods on metallica but not on any of my other games that i can think of So there are some good mods. I like metal pop bumper caps that replace the plastic ones. They generally have a lot more detail and I think generally look better. Um, I can say that I've also ordered 
in a previous life, I did go onto eBay and bought the fake EL wire kit for my Terminator 2. It was interesting. It wasn't as bright as the actual EL wire kits, but it did a decent job. And if I had the right game, I might do it again, but it's not something I would actively seek out. But those are really the big mods uh, that I have in my basement. I think that Metacillin mods, God, some of his mods are just ridiculous. Like his Rob Zombie mods are next level as far as what they they achieve. Like the gas station mod, like that's crazy. Um, Same with the burning building. Like I can't imagine how long it takes to print that in a 3D printer. So some mods I really like. Um, and those are the ones that I generally throw into my games. I really want something that's interactive. I think the exclusion to that that I've purchased myself, besides the pin graphics, uh, creeping death, like speaker panel, that's one thing. Uh, the tongue for the snake, but I think that does a pretty good job of hiding the metal tongue that's there, are the ooze tubes in my turtles are not technically interactive, but they have LEDs underneath them that replace flashers from the factory. And I do think those look really good and borderline. If you had someone walk up to it, if they didn't know turtles really well, would think that those were totally a like from Stern mod. Yeah. I think the ooze tube flashers are awesome. (laughs) Uh, You had a giant mnemonic when I had mine. 3D printers were just becoming a thing, and Mesel Mods came out with a shipping crate container that you put over your flasher. And I bought one, and it was like the stupidest, coolest thing ever. Giant <laughs> <laughs> Demonic's such a good game, though. It's like a hidden gem. It's a flow monster that's now stupid expensive. I thought they were still hovering around like three grand. Are, are yeah, not- dude, that was like a freaking $1,200 game when I got Okay, well, oh, Medieval geez. Madness used to be a $3,300 game, so let's not get too carried away with prices back in the day. If you were going to buy one now, yeah, three three grand, no problem. And and that's honestly like, I mean, your choices of sub $4,000 games are getting really small these <laughs> days. When when you have classic Sterns creep into 2K, and then some, are, some rare ones are, you know, seven, yeah, man, I mean... Three grand for a really flowy DMD Williams 90 era. It's pretty good. I mean, Elvira and the Party Monsters are getting ready to crack five grand. Yeah, I think Holy shit. Ridiculous. That's a System 11. Mm-hmm. It's not, yep. not to get too off topic about game prices, but the, the window of a more 90s era to newer game in the three to four thousand dollar range, there are not as many options as there were even two years ago. Mm. I mean, two years ago, you could find a no good gophers for under four. That's almost a freaking forty eight hundred dollar game now. Uh, you know, World Cup soccer's you used to be able to get those for under three or around like bare minimum three. I've seen them cracking four thousand right now. Like it is crazy. Some of the prices these games have gotten to that. I used to consider sure things like really good, solid titles for the price. 
you know, I mean, shit, even Corvette's now over $4,000. And that used to be like a $3,500 game all day. Jackbot's nearly four grand. And two years ago, that was, you couldn't give it away at like $2,000. Couldn't Hmm. give it away. So now that everybody has access to 3D printers, there's a lot of people just 3D printing tons of shit out. There was a terror dog that I purchased for Ghostbusters right when it came out. And the picture was very deceiving on the size and the quality <laughs> yeah. of the terror dog. And my one friend was like, that is the biggest pile of shit. <laughs> and he's still in my game. But, I mean, I paid 20 bucks for this 3D printed, a couple dabs of hand paint, and terror dog. And it was like, eh, yeah. And, yeah, someone spent time, um, you know, making that STL file and printing it. But some... 3D prints can be good quality where they 3D print either with a super nice printer or you take your standard printer and you can do some sort of vinegar boil and it really wears off those print lines and then you can even sand on top. Um, Like your two mods had to have had at least that vinegar bath or whatever they call it because the 3D print lines are not that visible unless you really start looking. Yeah, and like I assume you're talking about the burning building and mm-hmm. the sewer pipe. Yeah, from Metacillin mods. Yeah, the, they are crazy detailed and almost do not look like they're 3D printed at all. It's pretty incredible. There's a lot of mods that are just very basic or very cheap or look really tacky, and it, it's really going to come down to personal preference. Like the graveyard one you sold me on. I think that's just the different style of print. But <laughs> I'll have to make I'll have to see what mine looks like. Yeah. The idea is good. Oh yeah, the idea is super cool and I'm not mad about it, but if I could do it again, I'd still probably get it, but I'll still bitch about it. <laughs> if money's not an object, I For think sure. it's coin taker or somebody else does a interactive back box kit where it's a white plastic like tub and then it connects flashers and gi and stuff to specific spots on the translate no and so that can be unique like the tron one with the 3d back back, back box where it does the when he's holding the disc up and it's that teleporty looking thing like that, it's kind of neat. So the, the, my problem with those, I'll tell you two problems with it. Uh-oh. So I got one of those for my iron maiden. Mm, okay. And the iron maiden I got was a pro, but it had a premium translate signed by Keith Elwin, uh, shameless plug. And it also had the premium coin taker, Backlit kit. Wait, wait, wait. What happened? Because you own a LE. No. Iron Maiden? Oh, wow. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Yep. You bought so, a Pro. Right. I had a Pro, and it had the Cointaker Interactive Backbox kit in it for a premium, and I had a premium translate in it. My gripes with that are twofold. One, it is not as interactive as it should be. And two, and the 
significantly larger issue I have with them, at least for the Spike 2 systems and newer. They fucking make it RGB all over, and you can't stop that. Like, you... I dicked with it for like over an hour and contacted Cointaker. There's no way to turn off. It's slowly roving through all the colors of the fucking rainbow in sections of it. And it ends up washing out whole parts of the art in the translate. And mm. Zombie Yeti did such a good job with those translates. I was so pissed that at times it was awesome. But then when you looked at like Iron Maiden down at the bottom, they had RGB just constantly changing colors there and it would just wash out like almost a quarter of the fucking art because it was going through colors and hiding the color that it was currently like displaying. So I agree with you, but at the same time, buyer beware on those. Do some research on them before you buy them. I could totally see that. I uh, I think my ACDC is... RGB, but the colors are so. There's four colors, so they really can't wash it out much. But I totally get what you're saying. If it washed it out and it looked bad, then yeah. Like on Tron, it's an all blue, black, black glass. If they rotate through RGB, it wouldn't look good. It'd look crappy. Right. Maybe if it's not only Coin Taker, but if there is a way to animate some part of it. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings has uh, the eye flasher that's red that hangs down from the top of the back box. So I think when you hit like the eye of Sauron, Sauron, whatever, I'm getting the names mixed up here. Um, crucify me an email later. Um, when you shoot that shot and some of the other shots, there's a huge red like 12 LED, red LED flasher that kicks off and like lights that up on the back box. And that looked really cool because it was very small and in an area where there's just a bunch of red and it really made it pop. But yeah, I, again, I think it's going to come down to specific games and how it's designed. That wasn't stock, right? Correct. Okay. Cause I was like, I don't have that on mine. <laughs> yep. No, that wasn't stock. But and the last thing I guess I'll leave you guys with is kind of what we spoke about earlier. Mods do not inherently add value. And mods may add value to some people. And some people also might not care whatsoever. Like if I'm buying a pinball machine that you took all the armor off of and powder coated it some super cool color, that's super cool, man. I'm not paying you any more money for that. But it's cool. You know, that's kind of my stance on color matched or different color powder coating. I think you should only powder coat games you're going to keep. And if you go to sell it, it's kind of like a car. If you put modifications to it, you aren't going to see dollar for dollar return on that. However, I think there are some mods that do. And I think it varies wildly based on game and who your buyer and, and you know, who your buyer is. Uh, would I pay more money for some Metacillin mods or some really high-quality like interactive mods like Power Blades for a Metallica or Color DMD? Like, yeah, I, I could pay more for that. But am I going to pay more money for some action figures or non-movable 
figurines that are just like glued into place on the underneath, you know, the glass? Probably not. So just something to kind of keep in mind as you're buying games and selling. Some mods, if they're high quality, hand done kind of ones from a third party, they do such small runs that you kind of want to scoop it up even if you're not going to use it because you could either resell it or keep it for when you do want to use it. And then they make such a small run. Like, for instance, the EL wire kit for Tron ramps. Somebody was fucking asleep on that, weren't they? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or there's the guy who remade the T-Rex head for the original Jurassic Park. He made he did an awesome. My gosh, did he spend time on resculpting that T Rex? And uh, I almost bought a, a sculpt of it because uh, it looks so good. But there's stuff like that where it's uh, one or a handful of small runs. Once those are done, that that person might lose interest or not have enough time. Then those mods, that's it. There was like you know fifty to a couple hundred made, and they're they're gone. And if you want to buy one, you're paying an ultra premium. Yeah. So it really, it, it, it can depend, I guess. Right. It's kind of like the stern toppers. Uh, I don't want to know what the lure mods Krangs are probably going for. I'm sure they're fetching a pretty penny now. Cause I think he only did like, or they, I should say, uh, they only did, think like 30 or 45 of them i don't think there was a ton of them and they were very clear and specific to say that these were very limited and once they're gone they're gone yeah they probably couldn't get that toy anymore right i think it's funny that you don't particularly like the armor like the big sword black knight ones those would be kind of sweet looking i guess for that game specifically i already have the le and it has built-in armor so it's like, I'm not going to take the lollipops though. Huh? No, it's got, it's not lollipops. It's kind of like lollipops, but they're not rounded. They're like oh. a very straight edge and they have that super cool black powder coating with the gold flake. And oh, they're, they're like solid. My ghostbuster ones. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're shaped very similar to like your ghostbusters proto ones, except they aren't as thick in like the center of the game. They're thin until they get to like a point as they get close to the buttons and then they, you know, mm. angle down. But it has that cool color matched uh, black powder coating with the gold flake all over in it. Yeah, and I don't want to coat- get rid of that. Oh, that's nice. Because it is an LE and I feel like I would be degrading it by putting in <laughs> just glossy black ones that didn't have the powder coat. What about your Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I could, but it's a pro. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it definitely you 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 definitely have to think of like like ACDC has a stupid amount of mods in it because the person I bought it from before me threw every mod possible that was awesome at the time. And then I've put a couple extra mods like hooked hooked on pinballs, uh, lightning flashers for the targets and then that train track. And there was something else I was looking at getting, but I mean, when I go to sell it, I think we, we saw some historical ads of a Lucy 
fully mounted out and they were fetching like a stupid price. I really think you should sell your Lucy and I think you should trade your Tron for a TNA. You're insane. And I think you should get a Cactus Canyon and I think you should get like another really good game. Like another ACDC? No. Well, sure. Get an ACDC Pro. But I don't think the game's that level in your basement, if I'm being honest. Uh, One mod we did forget that's actually really popular, and I'm kind of disappointed we missed it. Pin Stadiums? Thank you. Pin Stadiums. So have you had the opportunity or the chance to play with Pin Stadiums before? Nope. Okay. So I've gotten, I've owned one game for a moment that had pin stadiums. And that game, after it left my house, actually went to an operator. And I have a little bit of input on it. I had, I think, the first revision or maybe the second, like the base model. I think they're three or $400, whatever their low tier one is. It had the UV flashers that you could tie into, I think, I don't know if it's two flashers or maybe one, but you could tie it into something and it would flash UV. And that was pretty cool. Borderline blinding, but not actually blinding. Uh, the drawbacks to those, they are such a bitch to pull the game out and do any amount of work on because you have to pull them off of the magnetic strips that you've mounted to either the side art or the side of the game lay them down on the play field and then pull the play field out. And uh, there's a lot of kind of monkeying with them at the price point that they're at for me personally, I would pay some extra money for them if they were in a game. However, I don't think I would see myself buying a set of pin stadiums for a game except for very ultra rare cases. If I ever own an alien down the road, I could see me buying it for that game because that game is abysmally dark. I mean, it's like Rob Zombie dark or darker. So that, that could be a game that I could see possibly, but a lot of the games, the pin stadiums are nice, but fuck man at $500 or $400 plus, it's really hard to justify the the cost of them when you can just get some spotlights for <laughs> a couple dollars. Wipe your ass with more money than what a couple spotlights are in comparison to $400 plus for pin stadiums. And they have some cool features, you know, the Wi-Fi stuff and being able to adjust the colors and hooking it up to different flashers or switches because I think you can do either or. Like It's cool, but goddamn are they expensive. And they do become more of a pain in your ass than you'd like uh, when you're trying to pull the game out. The operator that got my Spider-Man that had the pin stadiums in them did admit that he really did like them. And it was dangerous that he did the the deal because now he's considering getting some for some of his other games in really, really dark areas that don't have a lot of light. But he did also say the same thing, which is, you can get some spotlights and achieve enough light to where the game is 100% playable without spending three to $400 minimum. Yeah, it's a chunk of money, dude. It's a serious chunk of money. I forgot about a very important mod. Uh-oh, what did you forget? New Stern's ship with them, but under the leg. 
there will be a plastic or metal. It's a small protector. The plastic or metal plate is smaller than the leg itself, but it just means that the leg shouldn't rub the artwork. And I have taken all the legs off my games and put the metal ones on from Pinball Life. The newer Sterns come with plastic ones. No, they come with metal ones. Mine are plastic from Stern. Oh, I think on my Black Knight, they're they're metal. But yes, I do totally agree. I don't like the oversized plastic ones that just hover. Oh, they wreck your... They end up doing the exact same thing that the leg itself would do. The only Mm. difference is (laughs) it just moves the damage out further from the leg. Mm -hmm. Ask me how I know. (laughs) Uh, But I do agree those little metal or plastic, whatever, really, at the end of the day, as long as it's hovering underneath where the leg actually touches the machine and only underneath there, totally recommend those because I do agree. Uh, they will absolutely save your side art and uh, your cabinet overall from damage due to having those legs there and presumably moving the machine as you should be. Mm-hmm. The last one is pin gulps, like just to hold your beverage. Pin gulps are dangerous, but yes. It makes it hard to put your games in a lineup and then move them back and like left and right. If you don't pull your games out very much or you have to move them around, they're very handy for when you have people over because people always want to put a drink down. Yeah. I I guess my comment to that is is if you leave enough room in between your games for your fat ass to wiggle in between them to do work, it's not really an issue. And the other point that I will make, which is the uh, comment regarding them being dangerous, Make sure you train your guests because they are not going to put two and two together when they come over if they're new to pinball. Don't let them put their drink in the game they're about to play. For the love of Christ, make them put it in a game that's just sitting in a track mode that nobody's playing. Because there's nothing worse than getting some beer (laughs) or liquor or really anything splashed onto the side of your game and onto the carpet. Lucky for me, I have, oh, another mod. I have those rubber pin footies under my games because I have tile floor, so the games really don't wiggle. Mm. See, I am the polar opposite. I have little carpet movers underneath mine. Mine are slidey boys. Oh, yes. Well, that's all I can think of. Yeah, the, the little rubber boots. If you're on hardwood floor or uh, epoxy or something like that, if you're on carpet, I definitely recommend, uh, especially if you don't have a jack to get underneath the games and actually pull them out, get get some carpet movers and just have them underneath the games. Uh, just, just preemptively do that because uh, it's going to make your life a hell of a lot easier when you need to pull them out or move them or you know, anything, really. Um now, some people will say that allowing them to slide easier is worse, but eh. it's not cheating because if you set the tilt bob tight, which I do have on most of my games, uh, you know, if you're if you're able to pull off some crazy stunt, you presumably were doing it in such a way that you could have done that same stunt with the game on on just the metal feet on a hard surface. I tilted at your house, and all I did was wiggle the game a bunch. 
Right. So I don't really feel too bad having mine on stuff because you really, you, you still got to fucking put the, the effort behind it. You you have to know how to slide the game and then cancel the tilt bob. Yep. And at that point, that skill will transfer from if you're on carpet sliders or if you're on hard floor and the pinball machines are just the metal bottoms. So it's really, eh. Or rubber, I guess, too. I mean, technically, like, that same motion is going to be the same regardless. And I guess we're really talking about, like, Lazarus saves. But there is a way to do it correctly, and there's totally a way to do it incorrectly. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing, dude. I just shimmy, shimmy. Yeah, I know. I watch you play. I'm just shimmying all over the place. It's probably bad. I don't know. You you were popping off on a few games. You I did. Popped off on a few. Oh, hey. What about those uh, one plastic protectors and then two, the playfield protector? Those are getting very popular now. Wait, say those again. There's the plastic protectors where it's like a plastic set, but they're a little bit bigger and they're a color clear that you put under your plastics. <sighs> okay, so I have them on a couple games. We'll hit I that have, one first. Yep. What are your thoughts? I have them on Ghostbusters because it came with them. I have them on TNA because it came with them. It was an option, but it came with them. And I think in games where there's a shit ton of air balls, I think it's justifiable. Not a fan of the weird, crazy color ones as much. I, I really kind of like to keep the artwork and whatever else the same as opposed to tinting it neon green or purple or some crazy fucking color. Cause we kind of get back into that whole like clown puke kind of looking thing sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely do agree uh, on games that are known to have air balls like ghostbusters or games that have balls that can jump out of the inlanes like ghostbusters. <laughs> having those are definitely helpful. Now, you shouldn't necessarily need those games. I'm looking at you, designer that made Ghostbusters, that's going to remain nameless. Could have done a better job, you fuck. But <laughs> um, luckily, the aftermarket community was there, and we at least have a solution. Uh, the second one, Playfield Protectors, man, let me tell you. So I'm on Facebook a good bit more than you are, obviously, or Face Page. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a gentleman who had gotten a brand new black knight le and put down a playfield protector on it bless his heart and unfortunately after he had installed it he was noticing that he was getting crazy air balls from his black knight center stand-up target to the point where the ball was jumping up smacking the glass jumping over the flippers completely and draining mm-hmm. and couldn't figure it out well it turns out that lovely playfield protector he put in was thick enough that the ball was not hitting the target where it was supposed to hit. Mm-hmm. It was hitting it further up, causing a huge amount of air balls. Because in stark comparison, I have a Black Knight, and I think I can count on one hand how many times I've had an air ball on that game. And I have well over 1,500 games on it at this point. I mean, it's probably closer to like, over 2000 i don't check it but i know last time i checked it it was at 1500 
I probably have closer to like 2,500. I still on one hand can count how many air balls I've had on it. Uh, so I'm not a big fan of the playfield protectors. Uh, not to get too bogged down in bullshit here, but uh, a lot of people want to put the playfield protectors on their playfields to prevent dimpling. That's really not going to change a whole lot. And if we actually go back and look on Pinside, Vid actually did a really close analysis of a medieval madness that had like less than 600 plays on it uh, in its lifetime, like an original from back in the day and has shown this on other games too, that uh, super low play games from Williams still had dimples. So the reason being that why these games now don't show dimples from the nineties, they were played so much that all the dimples smashed down the wood as much as it was going to smash down. So now it's even again. (laughs) Uh, And me and Parnell both saw this when we checked out the, what was it? 38,000 play star Trek. Initially it had a bunch of dimples. Then the dimples went down and the dimples went down some more. And then the play field, it didn't look like glass, but it looked very reminiscent to Bally Williams games of the nineties where there was just so many dimples that essentially what happened is all the highest marks were just pressed down as far as they were going to go and compressed. And now you were left with a very, overall very very smooth play field yeah a lot of people are gun shy about like shooter lane wear now too and then put that protector on i mean like if you think about it on a brand new game where is the ball gonna wear it's gonna be the shooter lane and the trough but i guess people are concerned about dimples and in reality would you pay a different price if it had it on there i wouldn't no Especially if the game wasn't designed to have it on there from the yeah. factory. And we already know that games with large layers of mylar over like sections of the playfield aren't exactly ideal because uh, that mylar is eventually going to start bubbling up and peeling up. And then you have a new issue you get to figure out and troubleshoot. Mm-hmm. And then like what people don't consider is when dirt and grime get underneath the playfield protector between that and the playfield, it's going to rub in and you potentially might start having issues. It might be it might take a while. I would also say in a similar fashion, the hard tops, which I think are fantastic, I have not installed one, given they are secured to the playfield because you sand it. My point is is that it raises the quote-unquote playfield up, so when you're securing new devices on top, it's a different thickness, and to the same point as the drop targets, you now have to adjust your drop targets to be higher. Yeah. So uh, you have to take into account that. Yeah. Kerry Hardy went to do a hardtop install on a original Black Knight, and they ran into issues with the hardtop install, even though they followed it correctly. Uh, the ramps were lower down than where the hardtop was. So you could actually shoot a ball softly enough up that ramp to where it would eject back down, and it would get caught on the lip because there was enough of a lip there that the ball would get stuck there, and they had right. to work around that. So that that is another really good point. How, how would it get caught? On the lip because the ramps don't bolt to the hardtop. They bolt to the original playthrough. Oh, shit, that's right. Right. So you would have two issues. Uh, one, your balls would either be getting caught there, or if you ignored it, the balls are essentially going to wear down that area super fast 
<laughs> uh, and your hard top's going to go away there. So, yeah, it's definitely things you need to consider. I personally put Mylar down in all of my shooter lanes, and I will put the Cliffy knockoffs that Pinball Life sells, and sometimes the Cliffies, uh, in place for like the shooter lane areas. But I can also tell you that my black Knight has what, well, we'll just round up and say 2,500 plays on it. Parnell, I'm pretty sure I pointed it out to you last time you came over that fucking shooter lane is as clean as a brand new game. There are no dimples. There's nothing that shooter lane is spotless. So Mylar by itself, uh, can definitely, seriously reduce the amount of power and uh, wear in that area. Cliffy's definitely help as well, but I would protect that area specifically for sure. Yeah. I will be doing mylar with Cliffy's in my shooter lanes from now on. And, and Cliffy also makes a drain Cliffy. If there's any other spots, I would mylar that too. Yep, I have not personally gotten the Cliffy carbon fiber protectors for my magnets on Metallica, but I do have two layers of Mylar down over those uh, high, uh, I don't want to say wear areas, but high action area. Mm-hmm. I have the carbon fiber sticker things. Yeah, you're cooler than me. I just... <laughs> That's an order into Cliffy. He's so cool. I just put an order in. That's all I did. So cool. Do you ever change your balls to like a artistic ball? No, but you really have me thinking about putting a power ball into TNA. I just can't get over that they're like fucking $50 for a power ball. Oh shit. Are they really? They're expensive, man. Who sells them? Uh, hooked on, or no, pinball life does oh, pinball life does or maybe it's like Here, pinball so here's the fun part um yeah they're 25 bucks so sometimes when you're in a fun tournament people will change a ball out or two to make the game different so that it gives a uncompetitive advantage to nobody um then i was watching the sonic pinball maker diy guy and he has a TNA, and so I was watching uh, his stream because he did a, what do you call it, the speed run? Yeah, he speed ran TNA. All nine reactors. Yep. After watching his 15-minute speed run. Well, less than 16 minutes. I think it was like 15.45 or something. Yeah. But the still, that's fucking I nuts. Was, <laughs> I was looking at it going, did he skip some? Because that was fast. But he has a Powerball in his game, and it made me think, well, he's cheating. And I'm like, well, that's probably even more crazy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because that ball is going to play completely different mm-hmm. than the other three balls. And if you're so unlucky enough for that ball to be the ball that it kicks out normally, like, you know, that's that's going to be a not fun time because it's way lighter than a normal ball. So it just it reacts completely differently. I am thinking that I should just own one so that if a fun tournament game night happens, I can just throw it in one of my games. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, 
off topic, on topic, uh, if you're putting an order in for Pinball Life anytime soon, snag me one of those Powerballs. If not, I'm going to buy one because I want to put it in my TNA. Like, bad after seeing that speed run. I can't get enough of TNA. I really think you should trade your Tron for a TNA and some cash. That's why we're getting Cactus Canyon, buddy. And that's why I'm getting another spooky, maybe. We we talked to Bruce earlier. And we we know. Oh, boy. (laughs) Ryan was talking about this. And I remember Bruce from Slam Tilt Podcast uh, got a Rick and Morty. Also has an AFM. His partner, Ron, has an AFM that he just picked up. And so I said, reach out to Ron. He's going to be an excellent resource on your opinion and to get some info because he has had some issues with his Rick and Morty. And uh, he has some good feedback for you. So that was good. Oh, yeah, totally. Super nice guy. We're friends on Facebook now. So it's like, better watch out, Parnell. Best friend. Might be losing that status soon. And I'm friends with Bruce, you know. <laughs> I'm assuming he only knows my name because I wrote in a couple times, but yeah. I don't even know if he, I, I don't even think he, I, I don't know. He didn't mention you at all, actually, but that could have been, he was like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. And just answered my questions that I had, but yeah, I think. No, he shouldn't know me. Like, well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, I think the coolest person that I'm friends with on Facebook that I actually get to have conversations with, like not regularly, but semi-regularly is Bowen. I do talk to Bowen, which is fucking amazing to be able to talk to that God tier of a player on the reg, semi-reg on Facebook. Like how reg is reg? Uh, probably like once a week, once every other week we talk, chat, shoot really? ball shit. Yeah. He must be nice. He's very nice. He obviously puts up with assholes. That's the only reason he's talked to me for as long as he's I was going to say, like, part of me is, like, too scared to talk to people. Yeah, I'm not, like, good enough to, like, actually, like, you know your code. I don't know my code. I asked him, uh, shit, I've been friends with him for over a year because I messaged him when I was talking to you about buying your Baywatch. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey man, I'm thinking about getting a Baywatch, but there's like this other game. I don't know. I just picked another game that I kind of wanted, and I asked him. I was like, you know, which which do you like more? You know, can you give me any feedback? And he's like, oh, Baywatch, man. He's like, I mean, you know, the art's kind of eh. He's like, but the game just has so much in it, and it's got some kind of interesting code. He's like, it's not super deep. Uh, and he kind of warned me, but uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I I think. It's a pretty cool theme, and it's a very unique layout, and it's got a lot of shots. He's like, I, I, I totally think you should get Baywatch. And I've hit him up other times. I was looking at, uh, was it a Wheel of Fortune and a Rob Zombie? And he gave me his feedback on that. And yeah, I hit him up every once in a while. I'll ask his opinion. You know, now that he's a spooky person, I can't ask him comparing any spooky games, especially Rick and Morty, because obviously he's going to say Rick and Morty because he's <laughs> doing the code for it. But, uh, well, the rules, I guess, not the code. But he's doing the rules for it, so obviously he's going to say Rick and Morty. But, yeah. I have a hot item I just messaged you on Face page. Looks like Stern is uh, just posted they have a loot crate 
that they're teaming up with Walmart. And and it's already out of stock. No, it's, it's a placeholder. NECA, which I'm assuming is some sort of toy thing, Nickelodeon and Stern Pinball. You buy this box, and it comes with... I don't know if it's all of these items or just some of them, but you get a beanie, a t-shirt, an action figure, a magnet, and a keychain. And maybe that is all of them, or they switch between them. It better be fucking all of them at $50. Yeah, it's got a Krang beanie, a t-shirt, an action figure, a shredder, mm-hmm. a magnet of pizza, and a Bebop and Rocksteady keychain. So Stern is really spreading out their their stuff. Well, I think it makes sense in this case because it's fucking Nickelodeon. And, I mean, short of it being Disney, they're going to try to make their money wherever they can. And I'm sure Nickelodeon was like, fuck yeah, we'll do a retail limited run of uh, <laughs> appearance crates, yeah. as they call it. Interesting. Fuck, now I'm going to have to buy one. Why? I am. What? What? What What do you mean, why? Because I own the game. Uh, okay. I'm still kind of kicking my ass I didn't buy the topper. Don't tell that to my distributor, but I am still kind of kicking my ass. Told you so many times to buy that stupid thing. I'm happy I didn't get it, but <sighs> I, I should maybe have. I guess we'll see what it ends up running on the secondhand market. I have not I seen either. any of those scalped. Like I've seen the others, but Stern didn't even like they soft released it. I mean, it's like the shooter rods for turtles. Like they didn't even advertise that they were out. I think they only made like 50 of them. They hit up distributors and they're like, does anybody want one of these? (laughs) Like it was really weird. Might've been something to do with licensing with Nintendo or uh, not Nintendo with Nickelodeon, but yeah, it's very, very odd. I guess on that note, everyone, it is that time, unfortunately. We have probably missed some mods. If you can think of a mod, shoot us an email at flippinandmashing at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Uh, I would assume there's all sorts of crazy mods that you can come up with. Some we love, some we hate. It all comes down to personal opinion, but the game is yours. Do as you wish, but we just thought we'd give our opinions on them. Yep. Absolutely. And with that, I wish everyone a lovely evening, good night, good morning, whatever fucking time it is. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Now recording. (laughs) Don't you miss Craig? I kind of miss Craig. I miss his weird... uh, now recording robotic accent but then the parts that i don't miss about craig is him after five minutes being like hello yeah is anyone there i just lose i can't hear you two hours of your footage or whatever (laughs) recording thank you no thank you craig thank you for fucking up our life